The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Virginia. Good afternoon, everyone. Happy New Year. Hi, everybody. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio's Search Engine Optimization Channel, stream it on SEMSynergy.com, or pick it up on iTunes. This is the first episode of SEM Synergy in 2010. Uh, if you are able to hear this, then you survived 2009. I think right now everybody should stand up, pat themselves on the back, because 2009 was not a great year for a lot of businesses. Um, you know, when you sit there and you think about the recession and uh, all the things that happened, 2009 was a little worse than 2008 <laughs> by a lot. I think. Um, There's a few businesses that did well. There's a few businesses that did really poorly. And then there's a few businesses that are waiting to see if they're still in business past January. You know, that's the way it was last year. That's the way it is this year. So thought what we would do is we'd give sort of a quick overview to an article that's going to appear in our January newsletter due out on the 15th. Every year, I write a year-in-preview kind of a forecast of, of the year. Uh, it's done pretty well, I think, uh, in being accurate over the last two years. Uh, it's gone hot a couple times yeah. in the middle. And yeah, right about October, people rediscover it, and they're kind of like, oh, hey, so in January, he was talking about how this stuff is happening now. That's eerie. Yeah. It is. It, it's, it's a little eerie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The first time that happened, I was all, yeah. Because <laughs> you, you don't really go back and actually look at predictions in October. Maybe we should. Maybe maybe in October we should put that in our calendar to, to go back and pull up everybody's predictions and see how everybody did. Who's got the best crystal ball? Well, remember for 2009, in January, I said January, February, March are going to be bad. April, May, part of June are going to be flat to slightly up. From June through the beginning, mid-December, it was going to be a bubble. It was going to be ramping up at a pretty aggressive rate. Everybody's going to think it's over. Then we're going to see about all the stores that didn't have a war chest because they blew it last January and whether they're going to survive, which leads us into 2010, obviously. And now it's 2010, so what's coming up? Well, I, I think that what we're going to see is January, February, uh, we're going to have a lot of stores go out of business that had no real war chest and 
didn't really make the sales they thought they were going to. Um, I don't think we're going to know for a while. It's on, it's the beginning of January. I think by the end of January, these stores will realize that they're out of business. But right now, they're still processing returns. They're okay, still okay. cashing in gift cards. You know, it's going to be kind of hard to, to know for a while. Just like last year, it was kind of difficult to know. I think that we're going to see a downturn. I think we're going to see January, February be down. By the Ides of March, March 15th, uh-huh. we're going to see ourselves in a constant and perpetual recovery. I think that online is going to recover very, very quickly. I think it's um, really the stats I've seen so far for Christmas were 23% increase in sales online year over year, um, which is not bad. Uh, a lot of companies were shipping at twice the mail order houses were shipping at about twice their normal rate. Mm. I think that come March, we're going to see an increase in uh, action. People are going to already be panicked for the next Christmas. They're going to have. There's going to be a lot of online activity. Now, I do think that there are certain things that are happening uh, that certainly the search engines are going to be able to impact. You know, this uh, wonderful thing called real-time search. I think uh, some are predicting it'll go away. I'm predicting it'll become a universal-type component. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, it is just screaming to be a plus sign to expand. (laughs) And if you don't expand it, you don't have to worry about it. And if you click the plus sign, then you asked for it. Uh, I think it's just, you know, screaming to do that. If they could only figure out how to keep the uh, the spammers out of it and everything else, um, you know, and and I don't think personally, I don't think that a lot of the social networks are going to be as significant a play in the organic rankings as people are predicting. I think it's going to be like a press release is not a big play. Right. All right. You do a press release, it doesn't change your rankings just because you did a press release. And I think that's what we're going to be seeing. A lot of people are sort of anticipating that organic is going to change as a result of Twitter. And I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see a lot of uh, movement in the social area where there will be impact, but I don't think it'll be great impact. I don't think it'll be, oh, you have a Twitter account now, so you're going to outrank everybody else who doesn't have a Twitter account. I, right. I just, that doesn't make sense to me. They're adding one element to the algorithm is one element to the algorithm, and we already know there are more than 200 factors in the algorithm, and that's not even including the fact that page rank is 200 factors in and of itself. Well, if you, if you add everything together... Um, I think what we're going to see is Twitter is going to be good for breaking news. And there has to be some sort of algorithm developed around it, and I don't think that's happened yet. You know, you get you get 20,000 posts on the same subject, that's newsworthy. You get one guy just hammering on it, that's not newsworthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think also filtering out the quality of those 20,000, you know, Okay, it's newsworthy. We know the topic is newsworthy, but which of these 20,000 is conveying the information the best? And that's going to be a really tricky thing to solve. Yeah. I think that what we're going to see is people will go to alternate social media for reviews and comments. 
and that kind of a link may creep in there. I think personalized search is here. I think that's going to be a big play. I think it's personalized search, intent-based search, uh, is going to force localized search, and then we're going to see a lot of activity on mobile. Uh, I think we're going to see um, net neutrality, that kind of thing is yeah. going to be uh, big. We're going to see people getting in in areas that they weren't there before. Um, but my prediction is, starting the middle of March, certainly by the second quarter, we're going to see a constant growth in online spending, uh, both um, in the organic space. We're going to see a lot more energy going into SEO. But I think we're going to see a change in the pay-per-click area as pay-per-click becomes more localized and behavioral-driven. I think uh, Google's going to have an amazingly uh, rich year from ads because the ads are going to be targeted. It's going to be behaviorally targeted ads. I think that's going to change everything. Uh, I think that the Bing and Yahoo thing, which is due to happen sometime in the first quarter, uh, I really think that's going to change the way people search. People who do Yahoo who don't like Bing will switch to Google. And people who do Bing that don't like Yahoo will switch to Google. <laughs> and I think that um, that's going to change a lot. Uh, but it's going to only do it once. I think that what we're going to see is a pretty steady use rate for a lot of the year. Um, the only thing that's going to change it is if Google does stupid things and causes people to switch to Bing just because they don't like Google anymore. Um, but otherwise, I think Google's going to be here for a very, very, very long time. Or maybe net neutrality doesn't uh, go through and, and the Internet Freedom Act goes through instead, and then Microsoft buys everybody's traffic and Google can't have any. Maybe that's what will happen. That's well, how they'll get their share. They already did that on Storm. Right. Verizon's network is, is entirely Bing. You, you're not allowed to to switch away from it. Well, you know, you have this issue of neutrality and getting to data. We don't really know how well that's going to work. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. That's, that's a fight that's been fought for a few years now. If you're looking for more of Bruce's predictions, be sure to tune into the SEO newsletter on January 15th. It's time for us to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Are you tired of standing around while everyone gets rich? Want to be an affiliate marketer that makes six figures online every month? Then let me introduce you to MediaBuyersCoach.com. MediaBuyersCoach.com, recently launched by Carl Fiorentino and Will Hamrell, will give you the tools and the knowledge that will make you money. They've been training affiliates for over five years now and are experts in their field. If you haven't been approved by a CPA network, then get approved through our own CPA network. If you're new to affiliate marketing or want to expand into other areas, let Carl and Will at MediaBuyersCoach.com give you the tools to begin and the knowledge to succeed. Sign up and start making money today at MediaBuyersCoach.com. That's MediaBuyersCoach.com. 
Revenues can come from many different sources. Are you capturing additional revenue from your payment processor or leaving money on the table? Lytle & Company can help you grow your top-line revenue. Lytle & Company provides payment processing and consultative merchant services for multi-channel retailers, along with Internet and direct response businesses who sell directly to consumers. Lower the total cost of payment acceptance while improving your business processes and chargeback management with Lytle & Company's innovative reporting and analytics features. Lytle Company. The card's not present, but we are. Find out more at Lighthall. L-I-T-L-E dot com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With, with Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Inboxed, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Susan Esparza here with Paula Allen and Virginia Nussie. Before the break, Bruce gave us a preview into his predictions for internet marketing in 2010. Um, so along, to go along with that, we thought we'd take a look at some of the emerging trends for digital marketing in the new year. And everybody's got predictions, obviously. So we pulled from... Marketing Charts has a list um, that they put together... Um, you can find the list at marketingcharts.com slash interactive slash top digital marketing trends for 2010. Yeah, we'll go ahead and link yeah. that yeah. on or the blog entry, obviously. Some search engine. Um, but anyway, they've got a bunch of really interesting predictions, some of which are, I think, right on the money, others of which I think are not so on the money. How about Facebook replacing personal email, Susan? And that which I dread. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm holding up my hand for the rant sign. If Facebook replaces personal email, you guys are never going to speak to me ever again. (laughs) Well, I guess it doesn't help that you don't use Facebook. I hate Facebook. (laughs) I know. I'm hardly ever on it. My friends must think I hate them. But what about, okay, what if we expand it to social media more generally? Like something like Google Wave. Right. Or Twitter. Okay, I I will tell people to DM me mm-hmm. rather than send me an email. If it's something short or quick, I know that they're on Twitter. I know that they have uh, the ability to send me a direct message. I will tell them to DM me rather than try to send them my email. Mm-hmm. So now both of you are on Google Wave. Are you finding that that's where you go to consolidate all of your Twitter and your other things? I, I think until it's become my mainstream, it's not. I've not found much use for it. It's kind of more novel. I think I've else. looked at it in a month. Yeah. Oh, really? Because that is one of their other uh, predictions, is that online identity and social activity will become integrated rather than separate on separate platforms. And they cite Google Waves and SideWiki as tools for that. Yeah, I see that moving in that direction with like Facebook mm-hmm. Connect and that kind of thing. 
Yeah, I, I, I do think that you'll see an overall integration of, you know, your profiles. On the other hand, there's kind of a reason to have discrete profiles, right? There's, you know, I, I don't necessarily want the same friends on Facebook that I want on Twitter. Twitter, for me, at this point, is a business medium. I talk to people who are in the industry, and, you know, my friends aren't there. Facebook, on the other hand, whenever I do sign on, this is probably saying something about my friendships, but <laughs> that's where my friends are, right? And and they post pictures of their kids and, you know, whose birthday is coming up and this, that, and the other thing. Um, my family's on Facebook. My family is not on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I don't want those two to coincide. I mean, my family doesn't need to know about all the search engine optimization stuff that we talk about all day, every day on Twitter. Right. So it's, it feels like it's too much crossing the streams. You know, you don't invite the same people to every single party. That's true. And as much as you are friends with many people in this industry, you're not going to be talking about your Sunday activities or your family pictures with them. Right. During the workday. Right, exactly. Well, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally twit-picking Robert's baby, so that's a different story. Um, Here's one that I really think is been huge, especially in the last year, and I do see it going forward, is info art, infographics, you know? I, I really think that, that people are starting to take advantage of the fact that the web is a very quick visual medium. Mm-hmm. You can draw a picture, throw it up there, and people immediately understand it. You don't have to try and describe it. It's just, look, here, X, Y, Z, square, together, done. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, I get it. This difficult concept is now very clear, and you don't have to publish it in a newspaper and hope that everybody sees the newspaper. It's just on the web. You could point people to it. You can send it to them if it's an image, you know. And I, I really do think that, that infographics are a really um, awesome way to, to, to get across concepts and, and generate, both generate links and generate discussion points. And there are more tools kind of coming out, things like Google Charts, things that make our data that we can just plug it in and make it visual. So I'd like to, I, I'm interested to see where that will go. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a hugely visual person. It's, it's really, you know, plus the other thing I like about infographics, if you give me a video, I have to watch the video. If you give me an audio, I have to listen to the audio. If you give me text or an infographic, I can look at it when I have time, take as much time as I want. I can go back. I can, you know, I I don't have to pause it and pay attention. I can do more than one thing while I'm doing this. I can look at the infographic, read uh, something, and I can multitask around it. It's not... It's more convenient. It's much more convenient. And I think that it really points to something that that is uh, a trend that I've been seeing where information comes to you, right? So it's coming to me in a way that I can digest at my own pace. I don't have to, it's, it's not you're telling me this, you know, at your pace and I have to listen for as long as you want to digress, much like I do on the radio show a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, here's the information, absorb it in whichever fashion you need. Yeah, I hope people will make lots more interactive things with data. I love that baby names one that we found where, like for the name Emily, you can see how often it has been assigned to children from like the last hundred years. Yeah. That's a chart. That's and the baby I name Voyager. That. That's it. 
baby named Voyager. Um, and it's awesome. And she has a bunch of different cool things. She's got the Namepedia where you can, like, associate names by what's in their family. And it's, it's a very cool way of looking at information. And I really like yeah. So that. it's more than just creating a static chart or graph or, right. or image. It's all these interactive things that I just hope people will continue to make. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is that, it, that it's interactive, but it's not at somebody else's pace. It's at my pace. And I really think that that also speaks to things like feeds where... I don't go to all these individual websites to read their blogs. They all come to me in my feeds. I don't go out and look for each individual person. They all come to me in Twitter. You know, all of this is information coming to me so that I can get it whichever way I want it. Not, it used to be you had to go out and find it. Now you can pull it to you. And I think that that's a big change. Okay, it's time for a quick break, but when we return, we'll look at some considerations for setting a marketing budget for the new year. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PRWeb and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PRWeb can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, ParadaLogic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. Ecom experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. 
I'm Virginia Nessie, and I'm here with Paula Allen and Susan Esparza, and we hope everybody rang in 2010 with lots of fun. Of course, with a new year comes a renewed energy for getting your business to the top of its game, and it also signals new budgets for the year. And for SEOs, that might mean fighting for your piece of the marketing budget pie. Um, So we thought we'd take a look at some considerations for setting a baseline SEO budget, because through some solid logic and math, you can make a strong argument for... um, a good SEO budget in 2010. And just as a setting the stage, I guess this is for um, in-house marketers who are um, maybe starting an SEO project for the first time, doesn't have any uh, of the previous year's data to go by. Right, right. Okay. Or maybe they're transitioning off of having an external... Uh, Consultant or agency. Yeah, exactly. External agency or... I mean, we could even be talking about a small business who's trying to get into it themselves, or they're trying to figure out who they're going to hire and how much money they're going to have to spend on it. There's there's a lot of different ways to be getting into SEO. But from the in-house side of things, if you're an in-house SEO, you're probably in a medium to large company, which means that you're going to have to get buy-in. And that's, I mean, that's beyond... That's before you even try and get the budget. You have to get them to agree that you need SEO. Even today, I still get some people from um, here in the company asking for what resources can we give to these businesses that are coming to us and saying we need support materials to get that Mm -hmm. buy-in. We know here in the marketing department, but what can we hand off? Right, exactly. How How do we prove? How do we prove the ROI? I really think that the big thing there is knowing what qualifies as success. You know, if if you can't go into into the meeting to try and justify why you need this budget in the first place and say, look, our goal is going to be to increase search engine traffic 50%, which and then take that traffic and convert it by increasing newsletter signups, you know, 400% or whatever. If you can't walk in knowing what you want to get out of it, you're not ready to get a budget in the first place, mm-hmm. right? I just want to. I just want to do SEO. is is not a good reason. Yeah, that's not very convincing. <laughs> and you could start by running some keyword ranking reports to see where your site is ranking now. Um, and and if you can walk into that boardroom with paper that says, "Look, we are on the third page of Google for all of our main keywords." You have a case. Yeah. But, okay, so actually determining your budget, so you're a big brand name and you have all of these super competitive terms, how much money do you need? You also have to consider that if you're a really big brand, it's like turning the Titanic, right? It's not going to be overnight, so you're going to have to plan out a budget that is significant throughout the entire time and be willing to wait for the results, be willing to do the work and put it in over time so that you'll, you'll slowly see that ship start to turn. So if you have an in-house web team that is not SEO savvy, what's a really good way to get started? Obviously at that point you're going to need training. Training, consulting maybe? Consulting. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to put into your budget Maybe sending some people to a training, maybe buying some books so that they can read up and have it just on their desk as a reference. You want to 
maybe hire a consulting firm or an agency to work with your team as they get up to speed. You know, do a, a one-year contract so that they're there the whole time, and at the end of that year, you're ready to take over and do it on your own. I mean, it's always... That's, like, the only good reason to... <laughs> for for us, like, that's always the, the, the best reason to see a, a client to walk away is because they've gotten their own web team, their internal web team, to the point where we're really feeling like, you know what, you guys can do this. This is awesome. And that's, like, the best kind. That, that's, you know, that, that's the... We get to be a teacher and... and and see our our kids, our, our kids grow up and and uh, leave the nest. Leave the <laughs> nest. Um, and that is one of our goals: is to educate our clients. But actually, we do tons of education just in general with well, yeah. conference trainings and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's another thing to m- maybe include in your budget. Are you you going to need to send your SEO team or your web team to a conference so that they can? you know, sit down and talk and ask these questions and hash out things. Um, I guess while this is a good time to just mention that um, there's going to be standard and advanced SEO training here in Simi Valley, California with Bruce. And then also um, there are quite a few conferences coming up, including the online marketing summit in San Diego in February. There's a discount code Bruce 30. Um, if for a discount to SMX West in March, you can use SMX 10 Bruce Clay. And then SES New York, if you're out on the East Coast, um, the training is in March, and the code is 20BRU. All of those trainings, um, I believe we have, like you said, training in January in a couple of weeks um, here in Simi Valley. And we'll have three New York trainings this year in case people are on the East Coast and want to do it there. Um, it sounds like a lot of expense up front, but I think another key that we just can hit on real quick is that if you can prove um, how much a conversion gets you, that kind of math to back up um, your yes. budget request yeah. is going to be... If you're already doing PPC, that's an excellent place to pull that information. Right. If everything's know. monetized in PPC, you can... Easily see what your profit margin is. Yeah, if you already know it's costing me this much to make a sale, but I get this much from it, then you can say, look, but if we can bring in this traffic organically, then we're not outlaying this PPC money, although we might still continue to supplement with PPC, and we're going to be continuing to make the same conversion, or possibly more if you can get more targeted traffic who are with, with customers who are going to be converting at a higher level. So that's but that's a great place to start. PPC is an awesome place to get information that will help you support your SEO budget buy-in. Definitely. We are out of time. That's it for this week's show. Thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing our show. Uh, you can check out semsynergy.com for more on this week's topics, or you can follow us on Twitter at semsynergy. If you have internet marketing questions or if there's anything you want to hear about, email us at semsynergy at bruceclay.com. Come back next week for more industry info and experts. Thanks for joining us on SCM Synergy.